listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. As Chris touched on yesterday on Mobile Rolling, the star horse of the country runs at Albion Park on Saturday night. We know he goes around short. You don't need me to tell you that leap to fame, but just great to see him have this run before he proceeds on to Victoria for the AG Hunter Cup. And as Chris mentioned, likely then to go to Newcastle uh, before tackling the Miracle Mile. And who knows, he may end up in New Zealand as well for a big slot race there called the Race by Grins that copied that one last year. Chris Barsby, good morning to you. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing Leap to Fame back in action on Saturday night. So, um, you know, he, he's expected to start very short, as you outlined, and, and dominate this field and then it's full steam ahead for a big interstate campaign, starting with Melbourne, the Hunter Cup, Newcastle, Miracle Mile, and then maybe a trek across to the uh, uh, the land of the long white cloud, New Zealand, for that race by the grin. So very interesting times coming up for Leap to Fame. If he does go to New Zealand, are there any other options over there, any big prize money races or feature races before he comes back and gets ready for the Brisbane Winter Carnival? I think there's the Auckland Cup uh, not far away, so uh, there'll be probably other options, but I'm tipping it'll be a hit-run mission. Go over there, showcase him to New Zealand, because as we keep saying, being a stallion, if he can go over there and win, you showcase him to those potential breeders over there and they're big breeders, the Kiwis, uh, it just opens up a, a whole new world for him as far as that next phase of his career. And then I'm sure they'll be keen to get back home so they're in readiness for the upcoming Queensland Winter Carnival in June, July because he'll be keen to tackle the Blacks of Fake and uh, the Sunshine Sprinter race he won last year. So I would say it'd be a hit-run mission if they go to New Zealand. Chris, we know he doesn't have dynamic gate speed. He's drawn the outside of the front over the mile on Saturday night. What's likely to, to lead this field and what do, you, what do you think, Randall? Will he keep pushing or outside lead the whole way? How do you think it's going to play out? Yeah, he'll go forward. Uh, like you said, he's not brilliant, but he is getting better. And uh, hearing Vic Frost last week, uh, that the fact that, you know, he really chased him off the gate in that final, oh, I think it's starting to improve. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see early. Deus Ex is brilliantly away from the mobile, so he probably looks the leader. It's only a mile this race on Saturday night, so will they be inclined to hold? Or if Leap to Fame comes calling, they'll probably hand straight over. It's going to be interesting, but Deus Ex probably looks the, the quickest horse off that gate there, so tactics will be interesting early. And good to see the stablemate of Grants back in the winner's circle last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Tim's a trooper, and he was amongst nominations, Steve, for the Ballarat Cup on Saturday night. Obviously, they didn't accept for that race because he would have got a start, clearly. But, uh, yeah, great to see him back in the winner's circle. Earnings around $400,000, so he's not a bad second stringer. Tim's a trooper. He put in two very good runs previously, chasing home Northview Hustler. So he bounced back with that commanding victory last week. It'll be interesting to see if they take him to Melbourne with Leap to Fame. I'm sure there'll be a support race down there on that card that he could contest. And I'm sure they'll probably give him a crack uh, in Sydney with the Miracle Mile as well. He might contest one of the qualifiers there. But, uh, yeah, great to see him back in the winner's circle. 
course, the Ballarat Cup's 2700. You spoke about catch a wave. It's drawn six. That's race seven. But, of course, I think the highlight personally is earlier in the night we get to see the horse that raced um, with Leap to Fame into Dominion Finals night. The, the star square gate of Just Believe, race five, Chris, in the night pistol. I dare say it'll be similar odds, will it, to Leap to Fame or not? Well, I'm not so sure, Steve. This is a very good is field. It? Officials will be thrilled with this lineup. Uh, this is um, this is stronger than what we saw in the Inter Dominion Trotting Grand Final. Uh, Mufasa Metro's there, Queen of Light of the horses that chased home. Just believe, but then you've got Call Me the Breeze. We spoke with Nathan Jack. This is the uh, the uh, newcomer here to Australian trotting. Uh, Nathan Jack gave this horse a glowing report last Friday when he joined us, said the trial was really good. Joins that very good stable of Anton Galino. He's got a few others in there as well, including I'm Ready Jed, who won that uh, free-for-all at Shepparton last week. So the fact that he's there and he's drawn out, he'll be favourite, and rightly so, but uh, this is a really good test. And RC Phoenix, who, who won that Bendigo uh, feature last time out, going track record time, he's drawn the second row. So this is an outstanding lineup. Looking forward to it, and it's great that you get such a great race to honour a, a champion of the past in Night Pistol. Yeah, I didn't see Queen Alada's name there. So, yes, uh, be interested to see what Price uh, Just Believe is. And, of course, your son Bryce was in here recently and he loves Plymouth Jab, doesn't he, given he was up close and personal with the horse during the Inter-Dominion series. Yeah, he'll be cheering him on on Saturday <laughs> night. He'll be watching closely. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that race. That, that's the highlight of the night there. That, that probably takes away from the Ballarat Cup. And that sounds so strange saying that because the Ballarat Cup for so long has been so strong. This year probably just lacks a little. Uh, as Andy Gath rightly outlined yesterday, it's normally that dress rehearsal for the Hunter Cup. Vastly different this year when you've got the likes of Akuda, Leap to Fame, headed to the Hunter Cup, but they're bypassing Ballarat. So I think the Night Pistol will be the uh, the real highlight feature there. I like it when uh, people involved in harness racing also get involved in the thoroughbreds as well. And this owner that you're about to talk to got very emotional, Magic Minions Day, uh, last Saturday. Got into the clear, then followed Jenny Boom. Rothfire out wider with Boom Talk. Then Situation Room. Show Me Mercy. Tackled on the outside by uh, starting to run on is Rothfire with Boom Talk. At the 150, better get set in front. Boom Talk's cutting it down. Boom Talk coming over the top. Boom Talk. Boom Talk beats on the inside. Better get set. Third, Jenny Boom. Peaceful now all out, leading the way. Madrigal to the outside, going to the inside, no dramas, then talk like motion, peaceful in front, Madrigal, talk like motion, flying, it's a local victory, Shane Graham, talk like motion, talk like motion scores, beating either peaceful cheerleader, no yeah, talk like motion, a very talented pacer, and boom talk, of course, a very talented thoroughbred, trained by Matthew Dunn, and the lucky owner is joining us, Chris, of both horses. Yeah, Ian Corazol is the lucky owner and he's online with us now. Ian, good morning. Congratulations. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. How, how do you sort of compare those two victories? We just listened to, to Boom Talk winning that million-dollar race on Saturday, part of Magic Millions Day, and beating a horse like Rothfire. And then the other replay was the Queensland Oaks from last July, the Winter Carnival. And this is a filly that you've bred out of a, a Group 1 winner that you also bred. So... Where do these two victories sit for you? Oh, look, I mean, arguably, in, in harness racing, the, the, the pinnacle of, uh, of, of my harness racing life at that point was uh, the win of uh, 
talk in motion in the ladyship group one mile in Sydney all those years ago when we we had 18 of our family down there on track dressed up in in the colours and the, all the little grandkids had their faces painted in the colours and that that was a, a that was a most special special night but uh, of course you know the magic millions was uh, was right up there and uh, oh, arguably the best day of my racing life for sure but uh, I don't take anything away from and including talk talk like motion in, in the Oaks I mean you know that probably wasn't expected although I remember a few days before with, when the draw came out I said to Wayne Graham I said I like the draw because uh, she won't have to be vulnerable in front you know uh, the previous week or so she she ran, ran second to the Lost Storm, who won the Derby. And I said, Wayne, she, you know, she's got, she's got good credentials going to this race and she's, she's not going to lead from the second-line second, second line draw. So it all worked out great. And, and you know, of course, another great drive from Shane Graham and, uh, and Wayne having her, you know, tuned to perfection on the night. So, look, they're all memorable and uh, enjoyable for sure. Ian, just with uh, Boom Talk, it's Steve. I spoke to Matthew Dunn this morning, of course. Matthew started him six times for five wins and an unlucky third placing two Correct. starts ago at Doombin. Um, it says here that he went through two sales. Can you clarify that, Boom Talk? Yeah, look, I'm, 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 I'm not happy about it, but I'll tell you the story. Um, the original trainer, well, I, at the original sale, I bought 70% of him. And, uh, you know, after uh, he was nearly, he was well into his three-year-old season and hadn't got to the races yet. So uh, I, I went along and I had a few horses with the guy and I, I said, look, I want to move a few of the horses. And uh, they happen to be all horses that I own more than 50% of. And, uh, and he sort of, you know, came back a day or two later and said, oh, look, the other owners don't want to move, you know, to a trainer that's probably going to cost more money. And the only way is to auction them. So, look, being fairly new into the into the thoroughbred uh, game, and I had never known about any of this before. So the horses uh, went to the English sale, and uh, I had to buy uh, buy them back, and uh, paid more, much more money than we paid for Boom Talk originally. But uh, and on the day, you know, someone was running me up to extreme levels, but I wasn't I wasn't going to be beaten on it. I pretty uh pretty obstinate sort of person when it comes to you know something like that so i, I bought him back i feel very uh sorry for the other 30 percent of owners in boom talk because uh i don't know what was told to them at the time but uh, you know they, they they earned a little bit uh, a bit of money extra for the for the purchase price but uh yeah that's that's the story okay because they're yeah. i think about 50 originally and then 23 yeah. 180 Yep, correct. Okay. Yeah. But, gee, but of course, you know, at the 180, I owned 70% of that, so I really wasn't, you know, expending, you know, that all of that money. It was just, a, you know, 30% of it. Yeah, and Stradbroke, mm. um, you've got to dream the dream, haven't you? Yeah, look, um, you know, um, it doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt to dream, and, uh, you know, I haven't uh, spoken to Matthew Dunn uh, since uh, since the weekend because he went away for a few days and well deserved. But uh, we'll sit down now and uh, and and map out something. And I mean, I I'll let Matthew decide. 
you know what agenda he's going to take with uh, with Boom Talk, but uh, you know it's uh, well, it's just living the dream, isn't it? Really? Oh, absolutely, it is. As I said, he's only had nine starts and he's only very yeah. lightly raced, and um, he's talking about you know going through a couple of more benchmark races into the Stradbroke possibly during the winter, and he ran a right. track record there last weekend too. Oh, did he? I, he I did. didn't know that because yeah, I, I've actually record. tried to look for the uh, the thoroughbred sectionals online and. Uh, I actually rang Racing Queensland yesterday and said, look, race four on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's not there. It's not there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was looking myself. But, yeah, I know it's, you know, the track record anyway. We know it's a new track and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But, nevertheless, his name's next to the, as the track record holder for that distance at the yeah, moment. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. I mean, that's fantastic because on the on the weekend I, I was saying to Matthew, I said, I, I, I've got to see the, the, the sectionals of this race because I think it'll be unbelievable what his last... Firstly, well, 600 and then the last 200 metres because uh, he's he's always shown, I mean, uh, and, and here's another little sort of side thing. After he won his first race for Matthew, Matthew rang me and said, Ian, uh, there's been a uh, an offer made from Hong Kong for this much money. And uh, I said, Matthew, it's not about the money, it's about the enjoyment. So please tell them no, no, no not interested, don't come back with another offer. And when I said that to him, he said, oh, I'm so relieved to hear that. He said, because, Ian, this is a nice little horse. I mean, after his maiden win, Matthew had, you know, had, had, had thoughts that this horse, you know, could do a lot better and go through the grades and so on. And um, so he always had belief in him. I know when Jimmy Orman got off a couple of times after he won on him, he said, this is a nice horse, guys. Not expecting for a moment that uh, he would reach the heights that he, you know he did on Saturday, but uh, I mean I was I was quietly confident, you know, especially when the barrier draws came out. Um, I said, well, you know, I think it's going to be very difficult for Rothfire from the wide alley to give us that much weight. And uh, I must say, through the run, I was a little bit concerned because he was three and four wide out the back a bit, and. Uh, Coming up to the turn, he uh, he got onto the back of Rothfire, and then but he you know, he was seven wide on the home turn, and but his last 200 metres was just explosive. And, and I'd said to Michael D in the mounting yard, I said, Michael, this horse's best work is is his last 200 in every race that he's won. His last 200 has been fantastic. More often than not, every time he's won, his last 600 has been the best on the day against you know, higher grades than him. So, you know, we, we always knew that he had, uh, you know, that, that sort of X factor and a bit more ability than than normal. And uh, it all came together on uh, on Saturday. Great ride by Michael D too, by the way. Very patient with him, good hands, and, you know, started making ground at the right time to get uh, up, up close enough to, you know, to be there on the turn. And then when I looked up at the top of the straight, yeah, when, when the race was being run, and I said, well, here he is, right to the outside, but I'm confident because I know what he can do in the last 200. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Terrific stuff. Boom talk there. The new track yeah. record holder at the Gold oh, Coast. Wow. Yeah. 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 Great. So were you trackside there on Saturday, Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Matthew Dunn had a, a corporate box upstairs with a lot of other owners, including the Derry Grove owners. And I must say, you know, that, that that room was just full of people who were so supportive and so excited. You know, when Matthew and I came back up from Boom Talk, 
the whole room erupted and cheered and when the Derry Grove people came back, you know, the whole room erupted and cheered again and, you know, fantastic. I mean, two two runners for the day and two million dollar races for Matt, Matthew Dunn and, and his team. Just sensational. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, since, since I've given horses back, uh, you know, mid last year to, to Matthew, we've had 11 starters, seven winners, two placings out of 11. It's, it's a phenomenal strike rate. Mm. And you know he's he's got a few more horses of mine now, and uh, I'm very pleased to be associated with him because he, his team is a very professional team, and uh, you know it, it's uh, it, it's great to be associated with uh, with people like that as well. Excellent. So Steve, outline with, with Matt this morning. You, you're going to aim for the stars, and you'll you'll go for the Stradbroke. I'm tipping there's going to be a big cheer squad of your family if he makes it to that big dance uh, later this year? Oh, look, that, yes, of course. That that uh, that will most certainly be the case. Um, you know, he... Uh, but, you know, as I said, I'll, I'll let Matthew sort of decide where he goes and, and what he does. I mean, I'm just a... I'm a passenger with all that sort of thing. Matt talks to me about it, of course, but, uh, you know, he's... Uh, Matthew's got great confidence in this horse and... Uh, all of that came together. I mean, you know, I did get quite emotional uh, at, at, uh, when, when he won the race. We were down in the mounting yard and uh, I gave Matthew a big bear hug and said, uh, you did it, mate, you did it. Mm, excellent. And excellent. he did. Uh, yeah, too right, too right. The other thing I've got to ask, you've raced a lot of harness horses over a long mm. period of time and now yeah. you're starting to, you know, delve into the thoroughbreds. Are you running out of names for your horses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to tell you, yeah, it, uh, it, it tests me, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but look, uh, obviously with, with Harness I get to name them myself because I'm the, only, I'm the owner. Um, and I must say, over all the years I've only raced the Harness horses that I've bred and I continue to do that. I've you know, got some mares down at Benstud in Shepparton and, uh, and up here at Egmont Park. Um, but with Harness, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, whilst I own Boom Talk, I, I, pretty much all the other horses that I'm in, I'm only a percentage shareholder of them, and uh, all the owners get to put their names forward. And, uh, you know, I've got some horses with Stuart Kendrick, and I've got some up, up north with, with Johnny Manzelman, uh, which I had a lot of fun with. We, we won the Cairns Cup, Johnny Manzelman and I, this year, with a horse that we bought uh, online. And... Uh, when, when you when you in shares with other people, everyone gets to put their names forward, and the and the ownership group votes on them, and whoever comes out on top, that's that's the name. And uh, yeah, there's a few few of those with Stuart and uh, and Matthew uh, that have uh, the talk moniker. So in the last 12 months, you've picked up a Group One Queensland Oaks, a Cairns Cup, and that million dollar Magic Million Sprint there on the weekend. Yep, yep, and and of course you. I'm, I'm sure you'll know about this, but oh, only a week or so ago, I got a, I got a message, but I, and I hadn't had any idea of it before I got this message from this fellow Dwayne Ranger. But one of my uh, horses uh, won the Horse of the Year and Mayor of the Year at Redcliffe for the 2023 racing season. That was uh, Talk in Control. She uh, she won both awards. There you go. Uh, that's uh, that's you know that's another pinnacle, and uh, I was very excited when I heard about that because uh, you know the only other two awards we uh, we've won are you know Talk in Motion won the 
New South Wales Mayor of the Year all those years ago, and uh, one of my little two-year-olds have got over there with Ryan Rohorik in, in South Australia. He won the two-year-old of the year for South Australia last year. So, yeah, it's uh, the mantelpiece is getting crowded. Yeah, too right. But you're enjoying it, though. Look, I do. At my age, I uh, you know I've worked hard all my life. I've had you know this business pro music for forty-three odd years, and uh, I'm. Uh, I'm not adverse to spending money that I've, you know, I've rightfully earned and paid my taxes on all, all through my life. And, uh, and yeah, I'm absolutely thoroughly enjoying being involved in both codes at, at this point in time. And, uh, you know, there's some nice success coming our way. And, uh, you know, we've got some nice horses. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's very good and satisfy, satisfying, you know, as I say, in, at my later stage in life. Yeah, excellent. Is there an update for Talk Like Motion? I think she's just come back into work with Wayne now, um, but obviously she'll be, you know, working up for a, a couple of months or so. Um, but no, I haven't spoken to Wayne about what plans he's got. Once again, he, you know, the trainer makes the plans. and uh, But... You know, I think I might have shared this with you previously, but, you know, after Talk in Motion won the, the, the Group 1 Leadership Mile all those years ago, I've always dreamed of having one of her daughters win the Ladyship as well. And uh, we took just a little talk down there. Um, she failed to qualify for the final, but she won in Sydney and won in great time. And she proved herself. Well, then she won the two feature mares races up here at the carnival. Um, and then, she, unfortunately, she uh, she went amiss. Uh, so she's now breeding, and uh, she's had a um, I think she's had a Captain Crunch. And I can't can't quickly tell you what she's in foal to or what she just gave uh, what she fell down uh, just at the end of last year. But uh, and now with Talk Like Motion, who um, you know that that could be the dream again um, mm. if she sort of comes up okay and uh, i mean she's she's running good times and you know racing very well against uh, you know the the elite company of her age and uh, yeah that dream's still alive and uh, i hope that uh, we might be able to achieve that one day well, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. That's the old saying, and uh, you're right. having a wow of a time. So hopefully there's many more big race victories just around the corner for you, Ian. I really appreciate the time today. That's OK. My pleasure, and th thanks for having me on, Chris. Good on you. Appreciate it, mate. There's Ian Corazol joining us, Steve. So uh, what a thrill there. A million-dollar victory on Saturday, and that caps off a, uh, a great period just in the last six months. Group 1 Queensland Oaks with Talk Like Motion, and now Boom Talk looks like he's going to be uh, aiming towards some of the biggest races in Queensland later this year. Yeah, exciting, all right. 200 metres left to run. Glover's giving plenty out in front. So serious. Full bore on the outside. We always have faith is deeper. Then Murphy's reward. Glover into the home straight. Shakes off so serious. Then we always have faith. Glover goes all the way. Glover wins and wins it well. Beating so serious. We always have faith. Fourth over the line. That's going to be close. Glover winning. Peter Jackson with us, Chris. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Chris. 
So just let me set the record here for all of our listeners this morning. You have uh, three horses currently racing. They all raced last week, all successful, including that Metro double last Saturday night, Glover and Sister Bliss. So that's a fair effort. Yeah, very happy, the whole family. Excited about it, Chris. So is it just the three horses that you've got racing right now? That's it, three harness horses only, Chris. Okay. How did you get involved in harness racing, Peter? I've been in it off and on for years and got out of it and back into it and then discovered Shane Graham and now the family will not get out of it because Shane has been so great and purchased these three horses for us and we've had so much success in a short time with these three horses. Okay. Did you previously race thoroughbreds? Yes, I did, and I currently still race thoroughbreds. Okay. The harness is taking over. It sure is, because the return on my money is and a lot better than the gallops at the moment. Okay. The, the, the one horse that I do want to talk about this morning with you is Mossdale Terry. Now, he was able to win last week at Redcliffe. Uh This is a very promising horse. How do you rate him, Peter? Chris, don't know a lot about harness racing compared to you and Shane. Shane has the same opinion of you. Very good horse. Says he could pick up and carry the other two Metro winners. Took us a long time to win a race with him. Took him to Redcliffe last week to see if he'd go around the tight circuit because we had Tamworth Golden Guitar in mind. He went round the circuit very well and now we're off to Tamworth to the heats on Sunday. Okay, exciting stuff. And I tell you what, since coming across from New Zealand, he's probably been a little unlucky not to pick up one of those features during the recent summer carnival because he just then didn't seem to have any luck with barrier draws or luck in running. That's correct. But Shane put him in hard from the start to try and get a return on our investment. Shane's half in the horse. So, you know, we're quite happy where he is and winning at Redcliffe last week. And hopefully we can knock off the 50000 at the Golden Guitar at Tamworth on Australia. Right. Will you, will you make the trek to Tamworth yourself? Yes, we're going for the weekend this weekend for the heats. And if we make the final, we certainly will return. All right, excellent. Now, the other two on Saturday night, the Metro Double, Glover and Sister Bliss, they're both great money spinners. Yeah, Shane's done an amazing job with Glover. Uh, did attend him when we first got him, said he don't believe in spelling them. He worked on it and he just swims him now. And the horse has obviously loved what Shane's doing with it and even improved on Saturday night. I was critical of Leonard when he went to the front because he doesn't go as well. In front, I thought, but he went super on Saturday night. Okay, now this Saturday night, he's on the back up and he's drawn the outside of the second row, so it won't be easy, but winning form's good form. He loves chasing horses, Shane said. He said, you're a lucky man. The whole three horses you've got try 100% all the time. Shane really likes him for the budget price that we paid for him. All right, and Sister Bliss, she's just a great money earner. She's had 30 starts now, five wins and about 15 placings, so you can't ask for much more. No, she come over here as a maiden, Chris, and I have a soft spot for her. 
Shane's done an amazing job. She couldn't pace properly and did a lot of things wrong. And I'll never forget, give her a first start. And I thought, oh, what are we doing here? And she went awful. Then he rang me up and he said, you better come down. This was her second start. She's going a lot better and she will win. And we got 33s into 15. So that was very juicy for us. All right, excellent. Hey, given her current form, I won't be shocked if there's a few sort of agents sort of uh, looking at her for North America. Already happened. Shane was <laughs> on the phone on Monday. They've made a stupid offer, and I won't take the offer at the moment. But like Shane says, they've got to fill the plane up, so I think he'll come back with the uh, extra money. Bearing in mind, I didn't realise she's a seven-year-old in America. And this will be the last chance we get to move her on. So we'll see what happens there, Chris. All right. So the three horses currently, Mossdale, Terry, Glover and Sister Bliss. What does 2024 look like for you, Peter? You're looking to, to get a few more. There's yielding sales fast approaching. You've got these tried horses from New Zealand. How does the rest of the year sort of play out? Funny, Chris. Never had a good yearling in my life. Topped the sales in Sydney years ago. Topped the sales in Brisbane. Never had a winner out of a yearling. Same as Gallopers, no luck with yearlings. Would like to buy more yearlings. Shane, it's a bit hard taskmaster. Doesn't want to pay the money they go for at times. So we're currently looking in New Zealand at the moment. Found a nice one recently, but they wouldn't sell. So we're just... Shane doesn't push. He waits for the right horse to come through, which we love. And his motto is he wants you to get your money back. Out of three of the horses, two of them we've already got our purchase price back, which is amazing in one season. Yeah, too right. So dealing with Shane, uh, you, you find it uh, fascinating that that you know he does plenty of homework, obviously, to find that ride horse, and uh, you know he, he wants to to get value for money, obviously, as well. Yes, he does, Chris. I think he's a bit of a hard taskmaster at times. But that's great that he's looking after his client. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So tell me if I'm wrong here. Ahoka, Colorado, why does that spring to my mind uh, with you? I own 50% of him. Rob Marola owned 25% and Garth owned 25%. Uh, bought him from New Zealand, 48,000 landed. Went to John McCarthy in Sydney, gave us great thrills, ran placings in group races that's how I ended up with Shane John sent him back here and Shane trained him and we had an amazing relationship Shane is an amazing horseman he gave me, my, he won't like me saying this, but he gave me my first Metro Gallop when I had problems sending to Shane, he swam him got him fit, brought him back Glenn Hannah Richardson had him for a few weeks took him and won a Metro race straight away with him there you go. There you go. And what's the story with Peter Jackson? Are you based up on the Sunshine Coast? Half the week, I'm near your great sponsors, next door neighbours, the Stu Valentine and the people in the Pelican Resort. Semi retired, Chris, but owned the Fitzroy Hotel at Nanango for 20 years. I've got from January, I've got my sons running it. So trying to retire. Would love to play golf every day, but. They haven't got membership in the golf course, but buy more harness horses, enjoy them. is probably the way to go. All right. Do you swing a club all right? Uh, playoff five for a man 
in his mid-60s. I think that's not too bad, Chris. Yeah, too right, too right. So there you go. So the Fitzroy Hotel in the Nango, that's your place? That's correct. Okay, okay. That's been there for a long time for memory. 110 years. We've owned it for 20 years. It's been amazing for us, Chris. In a country town, we've given a lot to the people of the town and they've given back to us. Two, what, two for one palmies, is it, tonight? If you front up there, they'll be free farming food. <laughs> Cost me 80 bucks in petrol. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great stuff, Pete. Uh, real thrill last week. Three winners, two at Metro level. All three will go around this weekend. Uh, best of luck and safe travels to Tamworth as well. Thanks, Chris. Much appreciated, mate. There's Peter Jackson joining us. So uh, the Fitzroy Motel, Steve, we'll have to check it out when we're next in Nanango. Mm. Absolutely. I went up that way a couple of years ago, but that's uh, been, well, it was the first time in a long time up that region, around Kilcoy yeah. and all those places. Um, yeah. King Arroyo, I mean. Yeah. Riding so butts with us, Chris. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I reckon I've been to the Nanango races once before, but it would Did be you a few years. No, no, it would be a few years ago. I reckon I was only only a kid, but anyway, Is I do have memories of it. a big market? They have a massive market there. Is that once a month? I've got a feeling it's in Nanango. Yeah, oh. I think you might be right. Yeah, it's like a big big event, that market. It's huge. People go from everywhere. I'm just going to um, suss it out. I'm sure it's on once a month or something like that. Yeah. All right. Nango markets. Anyway, I'll look into it. Yeah, uh, you look Riley, into it. Riley, but... Riley, good morning. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yep. We're just waffling on about the Nango, but anyway, you don't have to worry about that. Hey, tell me, you're fresh into your training career. You're only, what, 21 years of age. How are you finding it? Yeah, no, it's been good. Good start. Um, you know, always learning and getting things organised. But you know, it's been a good start to it. Yeah, a bit of pressure involved there. You're the son of Tim and Andrea, so it comes with pressure with that high-profile name. But uh, you're you're relishing the role as the the chief in charge. Yeah, did right. Just um, you know, chipping away. Not a lot's changed. So um, just really in my name at the moment. So yeah, just carrying on as normal. All right. You've got two runners tonight, and both look to be good chances. We'll start with Escobar in race three. He's a pretty neat horse, this guy. Yeah, he's got ability. Um, like to see him be a little bit more consistent out on the racetrack as he's got a mind of his own a bit. But um looks a nice little race for him tonight, so hopefully he can put his best foot forward. His run last week at Albion Park was uh, full of merit. He went down by a narrow margin. Windy Hill Willie got through on the inside. What were you thinking at the time? Did you think he'd done enough, or did you think uh, Windy Hill Willie got you? Oh, I wasn't sure. It was close. So, um, no, but it was good to see him get back to a better run. As a couple before that were pretty average. So hopefully a con bit of consistency from now on would be nice from him. He's got a great record at Redcliffe. He's had the four starts, two wins and a placing, so he handles the track really well. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's good around Redcliffe, so that's another bonus being up here, being good around Redcliffe, so hopefully a bit of speed up front and he should be flying home late. Yeah, and, and that's all you sort of need, just that constant pressure. And I was going to ask, this is a nice draw for him, two off the second row, so he doesn't have to get involved early. And if they go hard, they'll certainly know he's there late. Yeah, most definitely. He always needs a little bit of luck, a bit of tempo. But um, yeah, if they go up, go a little in front. He's got, he'll be he'll be there at the end. All right. Have we seen the best of him, or is there still something that you can unlock with Escobar as it stands? No, I think he'll gradually get better over over time. He, he gets quite nervous when he gets to the races, and he's pretty gets pretty worked up before the race. So 
once he settles down and switches on a bit better, um, I think there'll be a bit more improvement in him. All right, race seven tonight. You've got Tamara stepping out. Beautifully bred filly. She's by Better's Delight out of Get In The Groove. She was a very good race filly, Get In The Groove. First up winner, and then she was beaten narrowly last week when favourite behind Sky Girl. Are you happy with her progress? Yeah, she comes she come through last week really well. She um, just got lost out in front last week and didn't really know how to race in front. So I um, expect it to be pretty hard to beat tonight. All right, so what's the sort of early plan of attack here? Gate two, if she was a little lost last week, how do you want it driven tonight? I'll just let her find her feet early. Um, she's still learning what it all, all, all is about. So um, just let her find her feet and just leave it up to Angus, really. OK. How far do you think this filly can go? Yeah, I think in another sort of six months, she'll be a way better horse than what she is now. She doesn't really... all doing all this on raw ability at the moment. Doesn't know what she's doing. So another six months, it'll be interesting to see where she gets. Yeah, it's an unbelievable pedigree and um, obviously there's got to be a little bit more still to come. So with that maturity, she could easily develop into a really nice talent. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, she keeps improving the way she has sort of the last six months. She could be a bit of a player in the Winter Carnival, hopefully. All right, well, fingers crossed. And you've got a few trolling tonight as well, so it's going to be busy for you later today. Yep, yep, busy diet. All right. Hey, we've got the Jim McNeil just around the corner. That's a nice little trot feature. Have you got any trotters that you're sort of aiming towards that race in the next couple of weeks? Um, Probably not. I think most of the ones here will miss it. Carman has just come back into work, so he probably he won't be ready for that. So, no, I don't think so, Chris. All right. Well, we'll focus on tonight. Hopefully there's a couple of winners there with Escobar and Tamara. Riley, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Beautiful. Thanks, Chris. There's Riley Bunt joining us, Steve. So two good chances there with Escobar. He was terrific last week at Albion Park going down narrowly in Tamara. She'll, she'll keep improving. It's a wonderful pedigree. She was a ripper get in the groove, the mother of Tamara. So uh, hopefully she'll just keep doing the job. So that's for Riley Bunt tonight. They're his two runners. Matt Clayton is about to join us now. He's got one runner and he's hoping to get the cash and go early because it's race one, number one for Matt. And he's got one last role engaged and he joins us now. Matt, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Can it be as easy as that? You just turn up, race, win, go home, see us later. I hope it was, but, um, yeah, he'll probably need a little bit of luck running in the first corner, but um, if Adam gets him off the gate like uh, Pete and Nathan have been doing, um, it'll definitely be an advantage in front. Well, I've got to ask, Pete's been driving him in recent starts and he's uh, now driving Who Stole My Pigeon. So did he pick off? Uh, were you forced to make the call? How did that play out? No, so with Nathan going away, I left uh, no driver on and um, I didn't think Pete would have had many drives because... Occasionally he's not there, so um, I hit Pete up to see if he could drive him, but he was sort of committed to Ben Battles runners. Uh, Ben's got more horses, and um, he's driving a few while Nathan's away. So he, after his race on Saturday night, he said, oh, I should probably drive him, but he's committed to Ben, so that's fair enough. All right. Well, you lose nothing with Adam Richardson, a man that's in good form himself. Yeah, that, yeah. Richard's driving, uh, Richard's driving good, so all I can ask is uh, the horse tries because that's why I don't drive him. He don't run for me, so... Um, yeah, put the better ones on and um, touch you nothing and hopefully earn some money. 
All right. That run last Saturday night, he was really good there. Uh, he had to chair up, so he's done all the work. They went fast time, and you were chasing some pretty handy talent there. Bronski Zulu was the winner of that race. Yeah, I'm surprised he's still stuck on, to be honest. But um, he's been going good. Like, those three wins in a row were pretty good efforts, and Nathan and um, Pete were happy enough with the way he was going prior to that. And then James Herbertson drove him, and he was happy with the fourth. He probably thought if he drove straight up the straight, he probably should have run second or third. And then he's sixth when Angus drove him. He was a bit stiff swinging for home. He was sort of having to grab up and come across the back of him and the leaders got away. And then, yeah, well, Pete drove him last Saturday night as well and got a tack in front and didn't get any peace and dropped out to sixth. But, uh, yeah, it surprised me sticking on to third for sure. Yeah. So barrier one, is it ideal for him uh, at Rickliffe tonight or are you a little concerned with the pace drawn to your outside? Oh, I think just, um, yeah, he, he should be fine. Um, Richo gets him off the gate as good as any, so hopefully he can hold up and um, see where we get. But he, one of those wins, he was three fence at Redcliffe and um, got home strong for Nathan. So wherever he is, it doesn't matter. If he just runs top five, I'll be happy because he's earning a check. So he's 11-year-old and probably should be in the paddock, but he's going all right. All right, excellent. That's one last roll, race one, number one. Is he the only horse you've got in work? Yeah, he's the only one. So um, I'm looking to get another one, but we'll just wait and see if we can find one. All right, so you do a bit of work and, and training as well, so it's not easy. It's a real balancing act. They tell me you can swing a golf club. We were talking with Pete Jackson earlier. He plays off a nice mark. So uh, how do you go with the golf? Yeah, I play off zero at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's not as good as Matty Leroy, obviously, the farrier. But, um, yeah, I manage Sandy Golf Golf Course out in Ipswich, so um, I'm into my golf, which is good. Yeah, all right. So what, what's Matty playing off then? Oh, Matty don't play often enough, but Matty, yeah, he, if he put his mind to it and focused on it, he could be off anything. So Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so are you a right-hander or left-handed golfer? Right. Right, okay. Do, do many yeah. of the, the, the Harness boys get out and play a bit of golf? Yeah, a fair few of them do. A fair few of them get out and play. Um, we don't see too many of them here, but, um, yeah, they definitely do get out and play. So you've got, like, the Elkins boys and... All of those that love a game as well, Dan Russell, and he's not much chop. Um, he'll tell you that, <laughs> but um, yeah, so there is a bit of competitiveness there. All right. So, what's the golf club that you're working at? Uh, Sandy Gallup Golf Course in Ipswich. So, I've been managing it for eight years. So, it's a pretty good role. Right, perfect, perfect. So, it's a nice yeah. balance then. A bit of golf and a bit of uh, harness racing. Yeah. Well, I was just sick of my um, days off become work all the time, so I got back in the horses and. I was fortunate Tony and Karen Turpin allowed me to stable there again, so that's pretty close to home and I've pretty much got free run there because they're not training any at the moment from there. So, um, yeah, we just stick along. It's good. All right. So the one horse, one last roll, but you are looking for a few more. Yeah, I definitely have another one because it's quite manageable. So um, it'd be good to have at least another one. Um, but time-wise, coming into winter will make it a little bit tougher if I had more than that. So, yeah, just stick to the one or two. So that's pretty good. All right. Well, you're doing a good job with one last roll. He's had 13 starts. I just did the, the sums and he's won three times for you, so he's paying his way. Yeah, surprisingly enough, it was when I got off. So um, definitely put the better drivers on and it helps. So, um, <laughs> But I was fortunate because Mark Reese um, gave him to me on a deal, so I do have him leased. And um, I was fortunate that Mark gave me the opportunity with him because I did get Kanye Crusader, um, but I couldn't get him going. So he happily retired. Okay. Well, hopefully one last roll gets the job done for you tonight. Race one, number one. Matty, appreciate the time and best of luck. 
No worries. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. So there's Matty Clayton joining us. So uh, one last roll. Race one number one. He was terrific last week behind Bronski Zulu in good time. So if he leads, but as Matty said, he doesn't have to lead the win, but it's a big advantage, as we know, Steve, around Rickliff. So And he goes all right at the golf. So Sandy Gallup. Uh, golf club out there at Ipswich. If you're in that area looking for a game, Maddie's the man to talk to.